Welcome to episode 11 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg, and this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some delicious cocktails. And if you've been following along with us in the podcast, uh, previous episodes, we've kind of been, you know, giving you a couple drinks uh, every uh, different show, kind of on a different theme. And But tonight's something going to be a little tiny bit different. Shan, you want to let them know what it is? Yeah, we're doing a highly caffeinated episode today. We're going to be creating our own coffee liqueur. Oh, yes. And Very then, good. of course, we're going to feature recipes that are going to use your new concoction. Right. we got to get you fronting and styling with your new... Uh, with your newfound skills. Yeah, so we're going to do a little DIY today. Um, so strap in, everybody. I had found uh, several recipes on how to do this, and the one that I adapted was from Serious Eats, in case you want to look that up. Very nice. We will feature this recipe uh, with a picture of the coffee liqueur that we've made so that you don't have to take notes as you're going along here. But it's relatively easy. I was excited to see how simple it is to make. So we are going to jump into it. Right on. What do we do first? What's the first step? The first step is you're going to want to get, of course, a jar, because, you know, I love those jars, um, that you can put a lid on to seal. It's like a mason jar, a large mason jar. A large mason jar, because it's going to have a little bit of volume to it. Okay. So we're going to start with a half a cup of, of ground espresso. And they say fine ground, but I had a difficult time filtering that, so I would just say regular coffee. Right, because it's gonna, because we're probably gonna be using our uh, conical, uh, conical mesh filter. And when you get too fine of grounds, then you get a lot of sediment, and then you end up having to come back and strain again. So a little bit coarser ground coffee, and you, you're probably gonna have to use a little more to get a little more coffee flavor, but it works better. We are going to put a half a cup of that ground espresso into our jar, and we're, then we're going to do one and a quarter cup of water. There's uh, several, you know, several recipes call for different things. Some people have you make the coffee first. This, I had found this hint about doing a cold brew coffee instead because it will take some of the bitterness away from your coffee. Oh, clever. And of course, we don't want this to be a, a bitter coffee liqueur. That, that sounds fancy. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so what we're going to do is go ahead and um, put that half a cup of coffee in there and your one and a quarter cup of water. You're going to seal that jar up real tight and you're going to shake and agitate it. And they recommend putting it in the refrigerator for 12 hours. Now you coming back and hitting that thing with some more shaking every so often whenever you think about it? Or is I think, this something you shake and leave? No, I would come back and agitate it. Anytime we make anything like this, I agitate it as much as possible just That's to a good hint. extract the flavor out of there. Now, if you need to grab a snack out of the fridge, you might look at your jar in there and give it a shake and, you know, how that goes. So you're going to let it go for the full 12 hours. You can start it at night and put it in there, you know, and then just strain it out in the morning. So that is, uh, we're going to go ahead and do that. So let's say we've had that jar in there for 12 hours, and now you have a nice cold brew cut, cold brew jar of coffee. Fantastic. It's going to have that sediment down the bottom, unless you've been shaking it quite often. Yeah, so I um, put a filter. I used that conical filter. Though you could use a coffee filter, it probably would have taken out a little bit more sediment. I wasn't as concerned about the sediment in this case because I really do want more flavor in the coffee liqueur. But if you want it super fine, then you can strain that out of there. Right. Probably I'd start with the conical, uh, 
mesh filter and then I go through again through you know like a like a uh, pour over style coffee filter setup and just run it through that and uh, that would probably be a good way to like double filter but it turned out great anyway I mean you can always let it and it will set out settle out in solution when you when you have it in the jar in the final product yeah you know I have lots of jars so I just strained it into another jar and cap that off because there's going to be a second part to this. Now, if you're doing it in the morning and you have to go to work, that's fine. It's just going to be coffee. It's just going to sit in there. But let's say that you are ready to do the next step. So the next step is going to be making your simple syrup, essentially. I used um, one cup of raw sugar and one cup of water. And I put that in a saucepan and I brought that to a boil. Now, we have uh, made simple syrups here before with different kinds of sugar. Essentially, that's what we're doing is a one-to-one ratio. And you're going to get that dissolved in your saucepan under on a high heat, and then you're going to let that simple syrup cool to a room temperature. Very good. So we're putting every all those ingredients in cold into the pan, heating it up together and stirring. So now you have a jar of your coffee, and you have your pan of your simple syrup that you've made. And I think the raw sugar helps add a little bit more thickness and complexity to it. I probably really wouldn't use, like, white refined sugar. Um yeah, this is just what they had recommended, and I, I'm full on board for this. Absolutely. It gives a nice color to it, too. Now, the next really simple step. So you're going to need um, you're gonna need a container that can hold more volume than just our mason jars. I had a resealable bottle of something that we had emptied at some point, and I just cleaned it out. So then I ended up with like a 750 bottle with a lid or a cap, you know. So you're going to um, get a funnel, which is the easier way to do this. You don't have to if you want to have a big mess. Uh, you're going to add your syrup, which is now room temperature, into that 750 uh, milliliter bottle. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to add your coffee mixture that you made from your from your um, little jar you have. And you're going to also want to put a full vanilla bean into that mixture. Very nice. I cut up my vanilla bean just because I really like when things get more flavor. So anything I can do to help it get a little more surface area. And so you have your three ingredients in there. It says syrup, coffee, and a vanilla bean. Now you're going to take a light rum. So like I use Bacardi. And you're going to add one and a half cups of light rum into that jar. Simple so far? So far, so good. Here's where time fits in. Now you're going to let it sit for three days. So that that vanilla bean and all those flavors start to combine together and really infuse into the rum. And eventually you will notice you, when you go to taste this, you won't taste the rum anymore. It's just basically used as a base alcohol. Yeah, kind of, you're kind of a, a, a spirit that kind of just takes on the character of everything else you're adding to it. Is that something you're going to agitate too while it's sitting there on the counter, Shannon? Do we need no, to keep I this didn't. at room temperature just, or is this refrigerated? I just put it, no, I didn't refrigerate it. I just okay. put it in the cupboard Very and good. just let it sit. Then I let it sit for three days. Then I filtered it out into another bottle that I had. I removed the vanilla bean and strained it out so that we'd get one more filtration through it. And then I put it into a bottle and it's ready to drink. Nice. Simple. That's really simple. And it looks good and it tastes good too. Just even on its own, it's delicious. It tastes great. tastes great in these cocktails. And I also think it would be a really great gift. You know how people make coffee liqueur or, or limoncello or whatever. This is so easy and it's... It's special because you made it. It's your own little DIY project. There you so. go. And in a, in a smaller mason jar, uh, that would make a great gift. Love it. Anyway, that's it. That's that the w- kind of gift I want to get. 
(laughs) (laughs) That was it. So essentially, this is as if we made our own Kahlua or any other kind of coffee liqueur. Right. This is a very basic recipe, and it's pretty much tastes to me exactly like the other things that we've had on the shelf. Yeah, it it just almost... You can't really tell the difference between that and and some of the other stuff that we've purchased. Oh, and cost. That's another nice part. Yeah, there's the big thing. It costs about half of the price to make this than it does to actually buy a coffee like here on the shelf. So that is a benefit. Absolutely. More drinking for less money. Yeah, of course, you could package it however you want. If you have something fancy, you could always put it in that and... You know, it's a little sticky, so you want to wash everything off. But yeah, it's it's it was fun. I've never made it before, and I was really really happy with the results. And even better, you can use it to make some cocktails. <laughs> That's right. So I believe we should make one, and I can tell you some fun facts about coffee, and then we'll make another one. That sounds great. What are we going to start with tonight? Tonight we're going to start with the espresso martini. Okay, very good. That sounds great. You know, I've seen these on. Uh, menus at restaurants honestly never ordered them until i tried the one that we made and it is delicious so if the ones in the restaurants are anything like this they're they're absolutely amazing how do we do this i think it's a little well we'll talk about when we taste it but i think it's a little dangerous um Uh, oh yeah so (laughs) you're going to need some tools what do we got you need your shaker okay and we're gonna pull out vodka I made okay. mine with Absolute. You probably want a vodka that doesn't have a lot of flavor to it just because you have that coffee and you want that to be highlighted. We're going to have, um, oh, and you're going to want to pull out a coupe or cocktail glass. Okay, I think we got a couple in the fridge right now. Or a martini glass, actually. But right. whatever, whatever pretty thing you want it to be in. You're going to pull out some simple syrup. And of course, your new coffee liqueur, you, la can, la. you can brand name it however you want. That's right. I'm going to call it Shannon's Magic. <laughs> Shannon's Brown Magic Juice. That's right. So <laughs> right. we also um, we need one ounce of freshly brewed espresso. Okay. So how, why don't you tell the folks how we did that? We did it because we have an, an espresso machine, mm. which that was super simple, and I just pushed a button, and it spit it out. I think, though, if you don't have an espresso machine at home, you can probably just make a really thick cup of coffee and yeah. it would work just fine You'd probably just fine you want something that just has more coffee but in then it. Es- the espresso makes great coffee and and it makes it so easy to do this kind of thing because you just pull a shot so quick out of it with little pods and and we're not sponsored for an espresso we just we just like to use it we love it we, we love, love it. that coffee maker because we are caffeine people we just like our we like our pleasure beverages oh and you <laughs> might want we're gonna need a couple of little extra coffee beans at the very end. So you might want to pull, you know, if you're grinding your coffee, pull a couple of those out of your grinder before you crunch them up. All right. So I've got my shaker here set in front of me. What's the first step? Okay. The first step is you're going to put in ice. All right. We'll put a little ice into a shaker. Then let's add two ounces of vodka. Okay. I'm getting that absolute. It is in there. Two ounces. Yeah. Half an ounce of the simple syrup. Okay. Simple. It's in there. Okay. Half an ounce of my special brown magic. All right, hand that, that over here. The coffee okay. liqueur we just made. Mm, it smells delicious too. All right, it's in there. And one ounce of your freshly brewed espresso. All right, so it's in this cup here. I'll just pour it in there. Okay, you're gonna just close it up. Okay. Shake it up. All right, we'll give it a little shaky, shaky here. 
Shake it till your hands stick to the thing. That's Basically. a good. That's a good rule. We, we won't subject you to the whole thing like usual, but yeah, you pretty much you cover with towel and shake it till the towel sticks to the outside because you want this thing cold. I fine strained this at the end of mine. I think uh, when we shook it with the coffee and the sugar in there, it got a little frothy, and that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, straining it through the fine strainer helps hold, helps keep that shape, and also gets the ice chips out, which I ended up with something in there. All right, so, so I'll do that here with this one. Here we go. And that's going into our coupe or your martini glass, or and that looks perhaps. that looks like you say that got that nice. Crema foam on top. It looks like we actually did a little extra work and put some foam on top. I know. When I saw pictures of these in the past, it always looked like, a, you know, when you do an egg white or something. But it really was just because we put in the espresso and the coffee and shook right. it up really good. And it, right. it just naturally did that. And for a garnish, I just threw a couple of coffee beans on top. Yeah, you're going to set them on there just like this. See how nicely they just kind of set there and float right on top of that foam? It looks good. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Here, you want to give it a try? All right, let's give these things a try here. All right, I'm going to take a sip. Alrighty. It's so good. That is, unfortunately, I could drink about six of those just sitting down. I, uh, oh, that's I good. do not recommend it. But it's so smooth. It's like a frappuccino. It is. It tastes. I mean, it tastes <laughs> like chocolate milk. Basically, it's delicious. It, it's kind of lightly coffeeed chocolate milk. It's amazing. It's delicious. It's a little sweet, um, but not overly sweet. A lot of coffee flavor comes through it, um, but it's also the ice cold, and you're right. It does taste a little bit like a frappuccino or something like that because yeah, it's a little frothy on top. And probably just the naturally. froth on top kind of brings that across to me, I think, when you, know, you bring it to your mouth and you kind of have that on your lips as you're drinking it. and it, it, That's really good. I've Like I say, until we had made these, I hadn't had them when we've been out, and uh, it's just not something I would have ordered. But, you know, for a dessert... Absolutely. If I didn't want to have a piece of cake or something or have, you know, you know, if you were thinking, well, I'd have another cocktail. That is that is probably something I would go to if I wanted something sweet, you know, but didn't want, uh, you know, actual uh, dessert type thing. It's really good. That one's really good. I've always seen pictures of it. I have, too. And they look great. Yeah. And this is where we're amateurs because we haven't tried everything in the world. Absolutely. Um, This is one of those drinks I had never tried. Yep. And then when I tried it, I was like, I could drink a bunch of those. That's yeah. super good. That's right. <laughs> so these ones are definitely the ones you want to serve to your friends with caution. And also you're featuring your your liqueur, which is really, really fun. That you made with your own hands. I also didn't mention this, but the liqueur, you could just drink it. Like you don't have to mix it into anything. It's really... It tastes really it good, It turned really out smooth. really well. So I... Uh, yeah, don't forget that. You could always just put a little, put it on ice and have some of that. It's really good. Perfect dessert type thing. Or you can put it in your coffee at some point because that's delicious too. Or you can make tiramisu too. and put it in tiramisu. Or tiramisu, that's perfect Or you could pour that. a little bit on ice cream. Mm-hmm. Possibilities are endless. So many things. Exactly. You could do so many things with that. So you guys need to make your coffee liqueur this weekend and have it ready to go. Do you know what espresso means in Italian? Um... I could guess, but I'm going to be wrong. What do you got? It means pressed out. Oh, that makes sense. It completely does, but I never knew that. Because it is pressed out, yes. Espresso has more caffeine per volume than coffee does. You know, I keep hearing different facts about that. It says it would take three shots to equal the same amount as a regular cup of coffee. It's like a brewed cup of coffee. So it has less caffeine. Well, I guess if you make the full 
No, it says more caffeine per volume than coffee. Oh, okay. Because it's more condensed. Okay. So, guess what country grows the most coffee in the world? Um, Some place in South America. Yes. Colombia. No. Brazil. Brazil. Good okay. job. Okay, yeah, great. That was right. It produces about a third of the world's supply, according to the International Coffee Organization. Interesting. Probably the right climate and has the right terroir for the coffee, I imagine. Guess what number two is, though? Um, Mexico. No. Chile. Nope. Wrong continent. Okay. Vietnam. Really? They grow a lot of coffee there, huh? I guess so. Okay. Uh, well, I guess there's mountains there, too. Sure. Yeah. that's uh, There's some coffee facts for you. Only two... Uh, states in the United States grow coffee. What two are those? Well, Hawaii. Oh, I, should, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and California has just gotten into it, which I've never seen that in California. But it seems like no, they, neither do I. Seems like they grow everything in the world yep. in California. Yep. And as the climate starts to change, they you know get a little bit different. When we were ability. in Hawaii, we went to a coffee farm. We did. It was or very a coffee fun. Plantation. plantation. Yeah. I'd never seen that, and I never knew that coffee has beautiful little white flowers that smell like jasmine. It smells delicious. And there's a machine that picks the coffee called the tickler. It's got a kind of a, it's got kind of a me too kind of name to it, but uh, it looks it looks like a pretty rough machine, the tickler. So I don't know. Well, because it, it does. It has like tickly fingers. It kind of just whacks the berries off the uh, off the off the. The bush or plant or tree, I guess, coffee coffee plant. The world's most expensive... I'm getting this off of an MSN article, by the way. The world's most expensive coffee can cost more than $600 a pound. Yeah. Is that that civet coffee that comes it through is. the monkey butts or something? Or it is. Rat butts or cat butts or something? I think they're cats. I think it's a cat-like kind of... creature. And it eats all of the fruit. Like the coffee cherries, but it can't digest the coffee beans, so sure. it poops them out. Uh-huh. And uh, w- when it goes through its little belly, it makes a smooth, less acidic brew. We've had some of that. A person I used to work with bought some one time. We tried the monkey poop or the cat poop coffee. You did? Yeah. And what did you think? It was good. It tasted like just good, strong coffee. Did they pay $600 a pound she for it? She just had a small amount of it, yeah. Oh, my God. She didn't so pay expensive. that much. It wasn't that much when she got it. They said um, animal welfare activists don't particularly like that kind. Because they're probably think they're forcing the berries into. At the some point, civet. people probably are forcing those little cat things to eat those things, eat that kind of like oh. goose liver pate people, you know. No, no, I would. Well, first of all, I wouldn't spend six hundred dollars on anything to drink. So no. let me put that out there. Nope. Um, but you should also not force civets to eat things. No, just so you can chase them around and collect their collect poops. Collect their poop. No, it doesn't seem right. No. I might be tempted to pick up their poop if I knew it was worth that much. Okay. I right. have a question for you. One right. more question. I'm ready. All right. You know, I love this the most questions, right? Mm-hmm. What is the world's most caffeinated country? Um, Ooh, gosh. and I should make you guess how many pounds a year, too. So the, basically the folks who drink the most coffee... Mm-hmm. In the world. Um, is it like one, a country? Uh, I don't know. Italy. Oh my gosh, that's a really good guess, but it's not right. You're. It's in Europe. All right, you give up. I give up. Finland. Really? Oh, I should have thought Scandinavian countries because coffee is the number one drink in the Scandinavian the countries. Average Finn goes through twenty-seven point five pounds a year. Wow. 
Good thing they don't drink that civet coffee because that would be a lot of money. Do we know if they're more healthy because of it or less healthy? Probably we don't know. I don't know that. But um, I do know that Americans drink 11 pounds of coffee a year. Oh, there you go. I feel like I drank 11 pounds of coffee last week. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Those my those are my little facts. I love those coffee facts. Those oh, are fantastic. one more. I had a really I had right. another one. The Let's word coffee comes from the Arabic word for wine. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So like, what is this terrible? They're like, what is this terrible wine? <laughs> well, on that note, on that fun fact, what's our second? I love coffee, by the way. It's not it, terrible. Absolutely. What is our second uh, second concoction here for this uh, episode? Okay. Are you ready? We are ready. We are going to be pulling a mixing glass on okay. this one. And what we're making is a cocktail called the Revolver. Ah, one of my favorites. And John Santer, who is a pretty famous bartender in San Francisco, created this uh, kind of recently, 2004, I think, um, when he used to work at a place called Bourbon and Branch. Sounds like a fun place. He used to use a flamed orange twist that people really liked, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So we're just... You're That's why we're orange, amateurs. But yeah. That's why we're amateurs. But we've made this several times, and I really like this. This is one of our favorite go-to after-dinner kind of showing-off drinks to our friends. So you're gonna, you have your mixing glass. Get your spoon. We are ready. And your strainer. All right. So I've got the coffee liqueur. Yeah. What are, what else do we need for ingredients? Um, bourbon. Okay, we're gonna use the wild turkey 101. We did his original recipe said preferably bullet bourbon, but um, we've made it with many things and it always turns out good so yep then of course your magical new coffee liqueur that you have made and we're also going to pull out orange bitters so we got the angostura brand orange bitters and like i said you're going to want an orange twist so you might want to pull out your pull out your orange uh, and your couple, peeler we've got a couple cut right here already ready to go yeah uh, okay you ready so we're going to do two ounces of bourbon in your mixing glass with ice All right, let's do a little ice here first very good. Half an ounce of your fancy new coffee liqueur that you have created for you and your friends. All right, so we got the coffee liqueur, and it's in. And two dashes of orange bitters. Okay, and they're in there. Okay, yeah, you just stir that up. Stir right, that so sucker up, and I'm going to find... I had these really cute little tulip-shaped glasses, so I'm going to put it in that. You can put it in a coupe or a cocktail glass. Um, it's going to be served... Without ice, so keep that in mind. Okay. All right, looks like you've got that stirred up. It's ready to go, let's pour. It's a really simple recipe, this recipe, too. There we go. And also, I liked the combination, because the first one we use vodka, and this one we use bourbon, so it's kind of pick your pick your favorite. Okay, get that in our glass there. All righty. And uh, I'm going to express my orange peel over the top of it, and I'm just going to drop it in there. All righty, we're ready to go. All right, yeah, let's see what you these think about great. this one. We always, Cheers. We already know we like these, but. Well, that's a good one. It's a stiff, that's a stiff drink. Yeah, this is more of a, this is more of a cocktail style, you know, with the spirit forward. So not like as sweet as the, uh, as the previous one was. No, I would say the first one you could drink probably too fast. Um, this one, you would definitely be sipping this. I think we really like to have this one um, as one of the last drinks of the night, like when we're having a little piece of cake or something like that. It's uh, it's definitely a stiff, serious, 
slow drinker. Yeah, and it doesn't make a ton of volume either, which is pretty nice too. So you can serve it in if you end up having some smaller glasses, part of your glassware collection, some smaller tulip-style uh, cordial glasses. It mm-hmm. serves up real nice in those. looks really good. Yeah. And it's delicious. That kind of... The orange espresso across the top is always, you know, one of my favorite flavors in anything, and it goes so well with the coffee. And, and having a little dash of orange bitters in there, uh, the orange opens that coffee flavor up a little bit. It's really, really good. I hope you guys try this Exactly. One. I hope you get this one in your uh, collection of uh, recipes that you like to make. Any other facts that you pulled out there, Shannon? Any other interesting things about this? Um, I have a fact about where you can find the pictures. That would be fantastic. <laughs> we are kind of getting towards the end of the time here. So where would folks go to see pictures of the things we've made tonight and get recipes for the drinks, as well as the recipes that you uh, gave earlier for making the uh, coffee liqueur? Where can they go? You can find us on Instagram at Amateur Bartending 4, which is the number 4, Immature. And on there, of course, recipes from today. Also, the recipe of how to make your coffee liqueur, which I hope you enjoy making, and of past episodes and past libraries and, many, and other many, many, fun many things more. that we have done. Absolutely. You, so while you're there, remember to uh, click on that uh, follow button so you'll uh, help us out by letting us know what people like and where can folks find the podcast if they already haven't found the podcast? Of course, you can find us on uh, iTunes or Google Play or pretty much at this point, almost any podcast service. Absolutely. And remember, it helps us out if you guys uh, click on that subscribe button because that's the way we know uh, anybody out there is enjoying what we're doing. And we're, we're certainly glad and uh, really uh, happy about the people who have contacted us and told us to that they really enjoy what we've been doing. So if you get a chance, please feel free and reach out. And until then, until the next episode. Have a highly caffeinated, enjoyable evening. Absolutely. And uh, cheers. Cheers, Shan.